With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August, recording this on Wednesday, August 24th, ahead of preseason week three. The regular season is just around the corner. I know, like most of you out there, had some drafts this last weekend, have some big drafts coming up this weekend as well. So I'm looking forward to wrapping up the positional previews today with the tight end position, everyone's favorite, of course. This one might seem a little bit straightforward, but let's take a look at the position anyway. We're going to dive into the tiers today, uh, tell you where my cutoff points are, give you my strategy, some guys I'm looking to target, avoid, all in one episode here on the tight end preview. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. If you have any draft day questions, feel free, hit me up. If you like what you hear on this podcast or any of the other ones on the DWZ Football Network, be sure to rate and review the show. Let us know what you like. Maybe let us know what you don't like. I don't know. It's up to you. It's your review. Do what you want with it. Uh, But with that being said, let's just dive right into it. Off the top for me, there are two tight ends in Tier 1. I think that's pretty consistent. As far as the number one and number two guys, maybe the tiers could be a little bit different depending on your ranking. But for me, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews are in a tier together. I do have Kelsey ahead of Andrews just because I expect a tremendous target share from Kelsey, who's had 90 catches, 1,100 yards uh, each of the last four seasons uh, and nine plus touchdowns in four or five. So you got to love the consistency out of Kelsey over the course of his career. I don't think he'll slow down this year, even if he does lose a, a slight step. It doesn't matter to me because he's going to see so many looks. It ain't going to matter. Uh, You can pretty much bank it in there. uh, 90, 1100 and, you know, eight or nine touchdowns, maybe more for Travis Kelsey this year and Patrick Mahomes. Mark Andrews being at number two. Honestly, my question wasn't to have him at number two or not. It was more like, is he in this tier with Travis Kelsey? What we saw from Mark Andrews last season was obviously a breakout year for the younger tight end of this elite tier. That's kind of been getting a little bit older, but Andrews, hit his stride in 2021, but was it, but you know, was that with Lamar or not? Um, You know, could that have been because Lamar Jackson wasn't on the field? It was really interesting splits, 14.8 points per game with Lamar Jackson, Uh, 22.8. He was an absolute monster, but it was, but that 22.8 without Lamar was just six games. So he had 43 more receptions and 500 more yards in his previous career highs. It was obviously a breakout season for Mark Andrews. But I think he'll land somewhere kind of in the middle. I don't think he's going to be at that 22 points per game, but uh, I think he'll be close enough to Kelsey that you can consider taking him. We're going to dive into where those guys play out in ADP here in just a few minutes. Tier two, three tight ends for me. Number three is George Kittle. Number four is Kyle Pitts, the sophomore season, after coming off 110 targets last season, just under 70 receptions, but over 1,000 yards. That one touchdown has to come up, right? Uh, But I think year two, I would have loved to see more of a quarterback upgrade before the draft, before free agency and everything. I had Kyle Pitts up there, right there with Kelsey and Andrews. I thought what we saw from him his rookie season, big things to come for the second-year player. But with Marcus Mariota and Ritter as his potential quarterbacks this year, uh, and when I say potential, I mean, I hope to God those are the only two guys throwing the ball. I don't know who else they would uh, even slot in there 
at this point. Um, but uh, for me, Pitts comes in at number four, should be solid. Uh, and then Darren Waller still comes in at tight end five. Recording this on Wednesday, the reports, you know, as far as Waller's availability for week one might still be up in the air uh, for the Raiders tight end. But as of right now, if he's missing a week or even two, it doesn't matter to me. He's still a uh, a tier above the remaining tight ends. Uh, he was second in targets per game last season, fifth in yards per game last season, and his touchdown numbers took a dip. But uh, And while I don't think the touchdown numbers will rebound drastically with Devontae Adams there, again, on a per-game basis despite the injury, Waller was right there with the best from last year. I expect him to be the number two target there on that offense. And with Devontae Adams, hopefully, steering a little bit of that, that coverage away from Darren Waller. Just got to get him on the field. Hope to see him practicing. If you draft him this weekend, though, I'm still taking him as tight end five off the board. Tier three is a man by himself. Uh, I think this guy is really close to jumping into that elite tier five, uh, but is, for me, definitely better than the guys in tier four. So by himself, I put Dalton Schultz, 104 targets last season, 76, sorry, 78 receptions for over 800 yards and eight touchdowns. He was tight end five in points per game. With the uh, with the trade of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup sounds like he is going to be on the field at least within the first four games as the Cowboys have not put him on the pup list yet. Reports are saying that Gallup should play sometime in there, avoid the pup list. But still, Schultz should see should see considerable amount of targets this year in an offense that will be throwing the ball quite a bit. I think he could replicate those numbers that he did last season, which put him at tight end five. I think his upside is just a little bit lower based off of him not being that uber athlete like the other guys are at the position. But I still think he's extremely solid and somebody that you can definitely target as the sixth tight end off the board. Tier four for me is three tight ends, Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkinson, and Zach Ertz. What we saw from Goddard last season, he saw two much, two more targets per game without Zach Ertz. That still would have just been 11th among the tight ends. I don't think he's a high-volume guy, so that's why I don't have him in the reins of Schultz. Also, you have to consider A.J. Brown now in town. I think I think Goddard is the clear third option in this offense rather than being the kind of the clear maybe two or even 1A. I think Devontae Smith in year two and obviously A.J. Brown should overtake Goddard as far as uh, as far as the primary targets for Jalen Hurts. Hawkinson was fifth in targets per game last year, but he only played the 12 games, so he didn't produce a lot of a lot of numbers. But in those 12 games, just under 600 yards, I think hope, hopefully what we should see is a healthy TJ Hawkinson. This could be the breakout year for him we've all been waiting for. And then Zach Ertz, uh, the numbers were, were definitely uh, a positive one when you look just across the board on the year, but we'll break down those splits here in just a few minutes. Tier five for me, this is tight ends 10 through 12. Dawson Knox, Austin Hooper comes in at tight end 11 for me. And then Pat Fryermuth comes in at number 12. Knox and Fryermuth, very similar players last year, right? Big touchdown numbers. Knox had nine touchdowns, but nine of his 15 games, he was held to under 40 yards. Uh, for Fryermuth, seven touchdowns. Really solid season, 60 catches, but under the 500 yards. These are both touchdown guys. Uh, and I obviously have Knox ahead, but the reason for that is clearly Josh Allen versus the unknowns there with Pat Fryermuth at number 12. Tier six is another four tight ends, 13 through 16 in my rankings. Hunter Henry, who had a really solid season with his first year with the Pats, 75 targets, over 600 yards, the nine touchdowns. Really nice year for Henry, comes in at tight end 13. Cole Komet, who should be the clear number two option in the Bears offense. Irv Smith Jr. working his way back from injury. Expect him to be ready for the season. But in an offense that should throw the ball quite a bit, looking to Irv Smith to take that step this year. And number 16 and wrapping up tier six, Robert Tunyon, who is back at practice a little later in uh, camp, but still ready to go. And I think he could be a huge touchdown monster 
for the Green Bay Packers when you look at what they have out there uh, at the receiver position. Far coming out of Denver, but I still think he's going to be the guy. And without Tim Patrick, he could be the third target there, maybe fourth behind the running backs. But Russell Wilson's the quarterback. I'm going to go with Albert O as a flyer tight end at 18 overall. Mike Kosicki, this is a name that some of you might have been expecting for me to say a little bit earlier, but I think it's pretty clear when you bring in Tyree Kill, Jalen Models already demands a lot of targets. Mike Kosicki falls down the ranks in that offense and in, also in my tight end rankings as well. And then number 20 in my rankings is Noah Fant, who, again, I don't love the split so far as far as the early preseason looks. Uh, and when I say splits, I'm talking about those first couple drives, right? He's still, Disley is still working his way into this offense. So for me, Noah Fant potentially not being a 100% full-time tight end for the Seahawks and the lack of quarterback there puts him at tight end 20. A few guys, honorable mentions here going through tight end 25. This is tier eight, Tyler Higby, Logan Thomas, who was activated off the pup list, David Njoku, Evan Ingram, and Brevin Jordan of the Houston Texans. That wraps out my top 25. And eight tiers for you guys at the tight end position. So let's dive into a little bit of strategy talk. What are we doing on draft day? So I already mentioned Travis Kelsey and where, you know, he's my tight end one, but where does he rank as the overall tight overall player when you're sitting there at the end of round one, maybe early round two? Unless you're in a tight end premium league, which I'm going to assume we're not here for all these discussions, not tight end premium. We'll, we'll assume PPR and we'll assume one quarterback for the discussion because that's the ADP I'm looking at over at Fantasy Football Calculator. When you look at Travis Kelsey right now, he's going off the board at the very end of round one. On ADP, you're looking at Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs kind of tiered together, uh, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, and then Travis Kelsey, all kind of right there in that bunch. For me, I think that uh, I think where he sits in my rankings is is the 15th player overall. Uh, if you want to take him at the end of round one to wrap him up, and then you know that, hey, I can grab a Kamara Jones, Barkley maybe in round two because I like all those guys and one of them will be there, you can go that route for sure. If I was ranking Kelsey amongst the wide receivers, he would still be, uh, he would be number seven overall. He'd be behind the big three, which is Jefferson Cup Chase. And then he'd be behind the next three that was in my rankings as well, which is uh, Diggs Lamb Adams. So Kelsey would slot in right, right behind those guys. I think he is going to be the number one tight end, but uh, I'd still think there's some nicer, there's some nice options there. And as I mentioned on the wide receiver show, when I say there's nice options, nice options at tight end, when I talked about those wide receiver show, I think there's some pretty significant teardrops at that position, unlike years past. So I'm okay going with the wide receiver earlier, relying on some of these other tight ends to go a little bit later. Scroll down in the ADP, you got Mark Andrews right now going at the early round three. I've seen him at the end of round two as well. The players he's going around right behind Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, just above Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman, uh, T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, the running backs just ahead of him, like Leonard Fournette. over him over him as well but i think andrews fits fine just right there but again probably a little bit too rich for me when you look at adp kyle pitts is another guy as well i don't think there's enough of a gap between these two guys um he's kyle pitts is next in adp he's going at the end of round three uh but for me i just i don't i don't 
see him as the third tight end. And I love some of the other options still at this position, maybe not straight up in a vacuum over him, but I'm still, I'm prioritizing the running back over, uh, over him, like Dobbins, ETN, Mitchell, Brees Hall, taking all those guys over Kyle Pitts. So he's just being drafted a little bit too early in my opinion. And, and that's due to the teardrop. When I can get George Kittle, who I have ranked one spot ahead of Kyle Pitts, so I can get him almost around half a round later, round four. I'm good with that uh, for Kittle. And just to wrap up that elite tier, Darren Waller right now going at the beginning of round five. Uh, I think we'll see that dip down just a bit. The guys currently going around him, Chris Godwin, Cortland Sutton, Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks. He'll probably slide behind those guys. Um, I don't think he'll slide too far, though, because now you're talking – some of these running backs that are taking a hit in ADP, Damian Harris, Miles Sanders. Um, so I think he'll slide in closer to that mid mid round five range. And I'm good with that right now. If you're drafting this weekend. So my overall strategy at the position is I'm fine with Kelsey in early round two. If you want to take him on the swing there, I'm, I'm good with that. Andrews is more of a round three pick for me. Um, but based off ADP, I'm probably not getting either of those guys. So I'm, this is pretty much what my tight end strategy is. Nice and simple to the point. And that's why this, this uh, episode is a little bit shorter because this position doesn't doesn't need as much attention as the others. But for me, my dad, my tight end strategy is Kittle or Waller in round four or five. I'm good with that. Otherwise, I'm targeting Dalton Schultz in round seven, Zach Ertz in round nine, which is about their ADP, maybe, maybe a slightly below, but I think those are good values for those guys. So again, Kittle, Waller, because I think their values are good. Schultz in round seven. And then Ertz in round nine. That's it. I'm getting one of those four players. Uh, otherwise, I'm pretty much punt city. I think based off of where other guys are at uh, in ADP, when you look at my top nine, I think there's a significant teardrop uh, after round nine. So again, Kelsey Andrews in tier one, Kittle Pitts Waller in round two. Pitts is going a little bit too high for me at that position. So I like the value of the other two guys. Schultz is fine. ADP is good to go. We should be there in round seven, maybe early round six. I'm okay with. And then uh, after that, Goddard, Hawkinson, Ertz. Goddard and Hawkinson are just too close to Schultz for me in ADP. So I'll have those guys ranked above. I'm going to wait, and I'm going to grab Zach Ertz uh, at least around maybe two rounds later. He, Ertz is going right now at the end of round eight in ADP, early round nine. So I love that quite a bit. So if I miss out on Zach Ertz, he's, he's my point of no return, 88 miles an hour or bust here. Uh, that's Zach Ertz for me. If I can't get one of my top nine guys at a value that I feel good about, I'm out. I'm out in the position, and I'll just punt this thing. Clearly, in a 12-team league, uh, you may be the odd man out at tight end, but for me, there's no reason to take any of these other tight ends any earlier than the last round or two of your draft in that case because I, what I think you'll be doing, more likely than not, is either, is either streaming them uh, if you take a shot on like a Cole Komet or Robert Tunyon uh, or even Austin Hooper, who I who I like, but I think you'll probably end up streaming the position, or you'll be banking on the touchdown guys like a Knox, Fryermuth, Hunter Henry um, type. So again, the value screams punt city after that. Just let it go, grab whoever's left at the end, and you're good to go. A few guys that I'm looking to avoid, and a few guys I'm looking to target. A little overlap here on, the, on these, obviously, but looking at uh, my main avoid at the position when I look at this uh, ADP right now, and I'm looking at the rankings. These guys, he slid down for sure, and the reports are not great. Now he's a trade candidate, apparently, but he's still tight end 12 and 8 in ADP. He's hovering right around there in Fantasy Pro's expert consensus rankings. And for me, he's tight end 19. That's Mike Gesicki, who was fifth in receptions last season with 73, tied for fourth at the position with 111 targets. But I don't, I don't think it takes a genius to figure out that those target numbers are coming down. 
that target share is not going to be there for Mike Gesicki in 2022. And his touchdown numbers were bad last year. It was not where you wanted to see. And maybe that comes up. Touchdowns are fluky, harder to predict. But I want to see volume. And I don't think that's going to be the case for this offense. Who's We're seeing a new head coach coming from San Francisco who threw the ball almost the least amount of times in the league last year. And then you're talking about two really, really target-demanding players in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So Kasiki's third fiddle and a distant third fiddle in that offense, which means for me, I'm not spending any picks on Mike Gasicki, who is going in the 10th round in ADP ahead of a lot of these players that I have ranked above him. The other avoid, again, just to put some emphasis on this, is tight end 10. Whoever it is, tight end 10, no way, no how am I spending a pick on anybody not uh, after Zach Ertz in the, in the first 12 rounds. Forget it. Uh, right now, that guy's Pat Fryermuth. I've seen Cole Komet. I've seen Dawson Knox. Doesn't matter. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, round 13 plus. It doesn't matter. Those guys are all very, very similar to me, and there'll be plenty there. Unless guys start going nutso and draft, and you have four or five teams in your league that take two tight ends, uh, you know, gauge the room, but that's where I'm going. My two targets, I mentioned them already. These are the four guys that I'm targeting, but the two main ones that I love, if you can nail, if you can nail it with Dalton Schultz, I love it. I mentioned it already. Tight end five in points per game, over 100 targets for Schultz. Really nice season last year. I think he's. I think 808 is in the is in the cards again for him. Uh, he's his ADP right now is mid round six, but he's right there with Hawkinson. So maybe he slides down just a little bit. If you can get him late round six, round seven, I love that. Uh, and the few drafts that I've done so far already, redraft leagues, I've seen him there in round seven. I think he's he's that's a viable option. And the best part is, if you miss on Schultz, you just pick up Zach Ertz late in the game as the ninth tight end off the board. Again, Ertz going in late round eight. So you can get him around eight, round nine. Uh, when you look at Ertz, the reason he's kind of my cutoff guy, tons of targets last season overall between the two teams. But he played 11 games with Arizona last year. And his 17-game pace, based off of what he did in those 11 games, would have been 86 receptions, 887 yards, and 125 targets. He averaged 12 points per game in PPR, which is right there with, with Waller, right there with what Schultz did last season. Uh, as far as those numbers go that, you know, that 80 and 800, that's right there with Dalton Schultz. Obviously that's 17 game pace, but 11 game sample size is, is a pretty good one for Zach Ertz. I think he's going to be targeted heavily. The only concern, the reason I don't have him even maybe higher than, you know, the target concerns I have over Dallas Goddard is that Zach Ertz in those 11 games, only seven, of, uh, he had seven of those games were without Hopkins. So we only played a few games with Hopkins. Hopkins, not hundred percent in those games as well. And the Cardinals just added Hollywood Brown as well, who I think will is a better player than Christian Kirk. I think that's an upgrade there. So I think Ertz should be solid. He should see enough targets there. The 125 target pace is heavy for me. Uh, but I think if he can get you to 105, that's what Dalton Schultz did last season, right? And Ertz is going almost three rounds later. So Zach Ertz is that point on return and definitely somebody I'm targeting. He's my safety net there if I can't get Schultz in, uh, in late round six, early round seven. Few of the later round guys, these guys are pretty much undrafted. So, a few guys that I like to take a shot on. Uh, Austin Hooper, I mentioned him as my tight end 11 overall. He's sandwiched in between uh, the touchdown hopefuls of Knox, Firemuth, and Hunter Henry slides right in there at number 11. The reason I like Austin Hooper, a lot of the camp reports have been consistently high on him, right? That him and him and Ryan Tannehill have this connection. You also look at this offense as a whole, Robert Woods. 
uh, who's been the wide receiver one for Tennessee, I think will be the wide receiver one for Tennessee, even right out of the gate, coming back from injury. A lot of question marks behind Robert Woods. Is it Westbrook Akina? Is it the rookie Burks who has who struggled? Uh, is it Phillips, the other the other rookie? I think that it can be Austin Hooper. Uh, he's done this before. He's had he had back to back seventy yard seventy reception seasons in Atlanta. Rough stint in Cleveland for sure. But Hooper is going undrafted. He is free for you on draft day. His season starts out pretty well. Uh, he gets the Giants at home at Buffalo. That one's going to be a little bit tough. Good defense there, but they're going to be having to keep up with that Bills offense. And then Raiders and Colts. Uh, in weeks three and weeks four, those two teams were bottom third in the league against the position. So I think Austin Hooper is somebody that you can start off streaming with. He's free on draft day. Just pick, pick him up. I know my boy Memphis is high on Hooper uh, this year. And as always with the tight end position, there are enough names that you can, if you miss out on that top nine, you just stream your way, pick pick matchups, uh, and then hope you hit on a guy that can, can uh, stay in your lineup. But I think Hooper will get off to a decent start, and he should be a guy that should see plenty of targets for you. Uh, to give you that nice floor. The last the, the last guy here that I want to mention as a late round option is David Njoku. Uh, I like what what his off, how his offseason played out. The Browns franchised him, but then gave him an extension, got rid of Austin Hooper. Uh, and while they won't have Deshaun Watson for the first 11 games, which is disappointing because if Watson was there and Joku, for me, he'd be tight end 10. He'd be right there with Zach Ertz and he'd be uh, in, that, in that upper echelon tier. So for Njoku, uh, what I love about him to start the season is at Carolina, the Jets, Pittsburgh, and at Atlanta. Those are some bad teams. Uh, so I think Njoku could find the end zone in those. He could be a great streaming option. He's His ADP is tight end 19. He's ranked as tight end 17. So he's, he's probably going to go undrafted, but he did make the top 20 technically over at Fantasy Football Calculator, but he's pretty much undrafted as well. Uh, and if, if Njoku's startable, let's say he can, let's say he hovers around, you know, tight end 12 on a weekly basis, right? If he's just serviceable enough, you didn't have to spend anything on him on draft day. If you can get to those Watson games, watch the hell out. I can guarantee you that David Njoku will be low. Well, his ownership percentage will be low, and he'll be somebody I'll be looking to snipe up early. You know, in the once we get to those, you know, round or around uh, week nine or ten, I'm going to try to stash him in there and get him paired with Deshaun Watson. The Browns they added Amari Cooper, but they didn't really do much else. You're talking about Do- Donovan People Jones, David Bell, the rookies, uh, obviously. You have Kareem Hunt still, and this is an offense that you don't know how it's going to work with Jacoby Brissett. But again, if Joku is the number two target on this offense, he'll be serviceable enough to get you through that first uh, two-thirds of the season. And if you can get to those Watson games, again, I think those weeks that Sean Watson is under center, and Joku is going to be a top 10 tight end for you. So uh, those are the late-round guys I'm looking to take that are undrafted. If you miss out on that, uh, the point of no return with Zach Ertz at tight end nine. There you have it. Short and sweet, 20 minutes in the bag. Tight end preview for 2022. Hope you guys uh, have great drafts this weekend. I know there's a lot of them this weekend before the holiday. If you missed any of the other prior positional preview episodes, they're short and sweet, 30 minutes tops. uh, Broke some of the bigger positions down into two parts, but you can knock those out. Go back and check those things out. I'll be back next week with some more more fantasy content, getting you covered before the holiday weekend. And then uh, the season's right around the corner. So looking forward to hanging out with you guys this year. Thanks again for listening. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Give me a follow on Twitter at KyleMonth8. And until next week, I'll see you later.